0: Welcome to Behind the Curtain, where we discuss everything from aliens and conspiracies to ancient civilizations and religions, all from a biblical perspective.
1: Okay, it's time. We're live. We're, we're live. We're recording. We're live, but y'all won't hear this live. I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm breathing. I'm, I'm right here. Alive. I'm alive and live at the same time. Yeah. Um, today, we really are, we promise, we really are going to really talk about are Mount Hermon. We're going Herman. to talk about what
0: we said we would talk about.
1: <laughs> we got a little bit of trivia about Mount Hermon at the end of the last episode, but we felt like the discussion that we had and some of the points that came up were very good, yeah. and we didn't want to rush through it. Right, so yeah, it was fun. Now we're really going to do Mount Hermon after I mention these two things about Enoch. Here we go. <laughs> This is my recap slash uh, clarifying previous topics segment that I always do right at the beginning because we're always learning, you know. Right. Yeah. Just because it, just because we have an episode recorded and in the books doesn't mean that. Right. You know, we yeah. know everything about it. So. Of course. Um, I keep going back to that idea of um, angels and heavenly beings being in charge of maintaining order and creation mm. like assisting God yeah, all the repetitive things in nature yeah and I realized that we didn't really draw attention to this but that line in the beginning of Enoch when it says that like the heavenly luminaries that the luminaries do not deviate from their path mm. you know that they maintain their they all rise and set in their season and stuff And it's easy just to think like oh it's talking about like the Sun and moon and stars but that word luminaries gets used for heavenly beings right. It Gets used for angels that's how you make that connection right so I didn't really draw attention to that word before so I just wanted the audience to know, like, gotcha. that word luminaries, it's, it's not just planets and stars and kinda stuff. It's kind of like the hosts of heaven, yeah. the stars of yeah. heaven, yeah. And so that's why it was such a big deal when, when the watchers came down and started teaching men this knowledge. These are luminaries that deviated from their path. And, right. and Enoch sets up the book by saying they know not to do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. They never do that. Um, and it's also why, remember we mentioned some of the forbidden knowledge was related to like astrology, astronomy, divination, the yeah. s- the moon cycles, stuff like that? well, you might think, well, that there's nothing wrong with that, like I have a telescope I, you know right. like yeah. that's not a sin a <laughs> uh, <well>, bit <laughs> wrong you're impli- sinning, throw your telescope away yeah, later in the book of Enoch, again, a passage we didn't have time to draw attention to, but when God punishes uh samyaza and, and the the watchers that followed him. God says, basically, because they re- they disclose to humans how the heavens work.
2: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this
1: was knowledge that was for the angels for them and yeah. not for humans. Yeah, and um, you know why would it be wrong for humans to know that? We can only speculate. Like, right. humans are meant to be on the earth and rule the earth. God might think they don't need to know about the heavens. Right. Yeah. That's hard. You thing. get passages like Deuteronomy, um, we've mentioned before, when Moses says. Don't lift up your head to the heavens, lest you be enticed yeah. to worship them. And it mm. says these things have been given to the pagan nations. Right. You know, so God, God doesn't want your attention drawn away. Yeah, by that's probably the heavenly... why He
0: didn't want them to. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah, exactly. It. Well, I guess you could probably push back the same way and be like, well, the angels, it wasn't their it wasn't supposed to be their desire to be on the earth and have dominion, but you know, but they went after it anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, it's just another reason why that knowledge would have been forbidden. God says, like, basically, you guys had your job and Mm -hmm. humans have their job and you went down and told humans things they don't have business knowing. And humans are using that to corrupt themselves basically. And, and so um, be be content with what God has given you. Yeah. (laughs) And focus on the job at hand. Right. Like I said before, um, Christians have the ultimate cop out with that Matthew 6 passage, seek first the kingdom of heaven, mm. uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Yeah, it's like I, I think every time I come up with any kind of struggle in my life, like if if I get stressed out about something in in like my family, my personal life or at work or or just, you know. Even, even emotionally, like if there's a, like a period of depression or uh, we're out of a routine and things seem stressful or whatever, you know, a lot of times things can get lodged in humans' minds and you right. fixate on that and you, that brings you down. And, and people want like say, me well, what am I supposed the, to do?
0: With all the Disney Star Wars shows that have been coming out, it's <laughs> like you have such a high hope. For the stories that they're going to tell, and then it's like, poo-poo. They have been
1: a little disappointing Yeah, they've, yeah they've gone recently. It's clear that yeah. Star Wars and Marvel are just cash cows to Disney now. They are. And I think both, they're just cranking out. They're both in decline. Yeah. Uh,
0: but, you know, there's still hope. But A new
1: hope. Yeah, so I I, I think, uh, so I'll start this podcast off with this encouraging word. There you I go. think that the way that you overcome depression, stress, strife, like all those things, when you feel like, you're not content. Something's wrong. What are you supposed to do? And that's always the question. We always pray like, God, show me what I'm supposed to do. Right, Open a right. door, whatever. The Bible makes it very clear. You have two steps to solve any problem. Mm-hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God and seek his righteousness. Right. And so, you know, ask yourself instead of what should I do to fix my situation, maybe ask like, what can I do to help somebody else? Or yeah. is there a way I can present the gospel to like to somebody or yeah. help the poor, help the needy, help, you know, orphans and widows. Yeah. That's what James says true religion is. So anyway, that I'm sharing that because uh, that that's something that I've encountered. I feel like pretty often the devil will try to discourage you with something, and then I say, uh, instead of worrying about how to fix this problem in my life, I need to worry about the gospel, and God will sort that out for me. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. So. There you go. Now wow. we can talk about crazy oh, Lord, stuff. We need to pass the tithing <laughs> plate. Yeah, yeah. And if you if Pastor, you receive that word. Pastor and if Ryan, you wanna, <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a little old lady out there that has a $10 bill in
1: a cookie yeah. jar somewhere. But it is interesting <laughs> how how humans want answers, right? Like yes. we we always feel like, and, and again, I think that part of the conflict and, and stress that comes upon us in certain situations in life is just from not having enough information to make a decision, right? True. Like, yeah. hey, if I knew how... Blank situation was going to play out. I would know what to do. Right, um, but you don't always have to know everything. No, we don't, so, and we can't. Yeah. So just. God, God <laughs> gives you several cop outs. There's cop outs about how to live, how to pray, how to treat other people. Yeah. The Bible makes our life very simple. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It only. It we can
0: only go so far, and then then that's where. I mean, that's what faith is all about, yeah, is uh trusting God, yeah, let him do the work when I have no idea what's going on and why Disney is writing the Star Wars shows they're <laughs> writing. it's like, oh uh, trust God, trust God uh,
1: waiting <laughs> on that Mandalorian season three yeah hallelujah that'll be that'll be the the straw on the camel's back for me if that's if that's if bad. that's bad i will <laughs> yeah
0: I will have to question lots of things in my life,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Star Wars isn't important in, in the I have end, to retheme know? my movie room. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Maybe I could theme it to like mytholo- like Greek mythology. Well, it
1: something. could just be to, to in, in, commemorate uh, the originals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the days of Star Wars past, The right? old days of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that yeah. idea of, uh, I, I say all that because, uh, like, like we said, we can't know everything all the time and we want to, but uh, anyway, this idea of knowledge that eludes humans or yeah. that is forbidden to humans is a running theme in the Bible. Yeah. And you see that today that people like even people who still practice the occult and different, you know, other religions, whatever, um, they are looking for something that's forbidden to us, right? right? They want they want some kind of special knowledge or authority or yeah, whatever. And definitely. so that's where a lot of this evil comes from. So um and knowledge is power, so the more knowledge they get, that's the right. more powerful they feel. That's right. Um and then uh so that, that would segue us right into what we're talking about today, because we're talking about Mount Hermon. We're all about them segues, bro. Yeah, man. And I ain't talking about the rolling cones. I don't I don't want random stuff. I could throw out <laughs> random encouraging stuff. I <laughs> right. want it to make sense. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mount Hermon. Dude, Mount Hermon? Hermon. Hermon? Yeah. So, Mount Hermon. So, the biblical story doesn't give us all the detail about what happened with the story of the Watchers, uh, right. the sons of God, that... Yeah. Cohabitated with humans and yeah. the Nephilim. It doesn't tell us about all that, but from other Jewish texts and extra biblical stuff yeah, or extra pagan stuff. Yeah, yeah. you um, say extra Judeo-Christian material. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all those other thingies. Yeah, there's other religions. Right. All they there was a lot of um, myth and lore surrounding Mount Hermon. It's a very important geographical location. Bro, it is a. The more I studied about Hermon, like. It is a hotbed
0: of mystery and religions, yeah. and I mean epic, proportional things of uh, the beginnings and endings of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah. it's a pretty amazing. I, I'm I'm coming closer and closer to the conclusion that Mount Hermon is where Eden was. It's where things began and things will end and.
1: Jesus was chilling on top of that mountain in the middle. And yeah, it's a lot. Maybe later in this episode, I would like to explain that idea because I had that thought too. I've heard other people say that because everybody wants to know where was Eden, you know, like, right. And people think like, you know, uh, Atlantis, you know, is supposedly underwater or Uh or somehow hidden from humans. So they're like, maybe that's Eden or maybe Eden is a place that isn't on earth or Uh maybe it's something that was destroyed or whatever. Right but uh but if we had to pick real world locations yeah. i feel like mount hermon's a, a a front runner oh i think so too uh, you know that, that general area
0: um or, yeah something in that area yeah, yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy i i i think from studying it the past week i have changed my mind on so all the pyramids and pyramidal structures and temples all over the world i kind of i kind of thought like the origins of that was maybe Babel. But I think it goes beyond that. I think oh, it goes because of the tower. The ziggurat. Right, the tower of Babel and the the trying to get to the gods that way. But I think I think the idea for that came from Mount Hermon. Yeah. That this is where well, yeah, when this is where
1: the watchers when they built that first tower touched down where did their Association right. mythology about high places. Yeah, come and from. Just why of did they life? build a tower? Never thought
0: about that, but yeah, yeah, I think that's the origin. I think Mount Hermon is the is the mountain yep. they're building, and it connects <laughs>
1: to if you think uh, if you think Nimrod was a Nephilim mm-hmm. or some kind of demigod or whatever. You know, a lot of historians connect him to Gilgamesh. Yeah, he's yeah. two thirds. I God. actually
0: had that in my notes about epic the Epic of Gilgamesh, like different places where this mountain is referred to. Yeah.
1: Extra biblically, it's just, yeah, like you said, pyramids. A lot of people think, oh, that's like the Tower of Babel, maybe, but mm-hmm. they got the idea from somewhere, right? So there's a lot of parallels between the Tower of Babel story and yeah. the, the Genesis 6 story. Um, why don't we just start by giving some like facts about Mount Hermon, like where did the name come from, and right, like. It's like nine thousand two hundred feet tall. Yep, 9, it's the it's highest, the highest point, point in the Middle East. Yeah, so and that's yeah. why there's a UN base there, and there's it's a, a tri-border.
0: There, is, it's area. A, yeah, it's a tri-border area. It's it's from from a few things that I was looking at. It's it's a pretty uh, crazy area with uh, like nations and militaries and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's they actually call the base the eyes of the nation.
1: Or oh the yeah, eyes
0: are the eyes of something. Yeah, the eyes of something like where they're like keeping an eye on all these border regions. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, go figure. You got UN. We're gonna go and plant our flag right there at the top of Mount Hermon. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, well, I heard. Interesting. I heard conspiracy theorists say that there's a portal or something that that the UN is. They're either guarding it, um, things from coming in and out, or that they're communicating with beings on the other side. I definitely, I mean, we, that definitely happens, for yeah.
0: sure. I mean, maybe not the science fiction way you think, but, yeah. like,
1: Vecna is out there, dude, and people are trying to talk to him. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of Stranger Things references today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and probably Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I feel like there's, like, a running theme Yeah, here. there's Apparently a running Apparently, now of is, like, a running thing Dude, done I love two Fraser, episodes. bro. <laughs> Frasier's so great. <laughs> Some... Uh, some classic christian music too uh, <laughs> christian rock but yeah mount Hermon. uh so the word herm hermone uh I'm yeah, not so a you got Harmon, and h- Hermon so there's different ways of pronouncing yeah. it but but it the word herm herman means a sanctuary hmm. which think about a sanctuary it's like a dedicated place it's a, it's sacred, a sacred place area, it's yeah. safe right. even a lot of people have the association of safety right Um, So that's what the word itself means. But the root of Hermon is Haram. Haram, yeah. Which is a different word.
0: Remember the gorilla Harambe? (laughs) Harambe. (laughs) Mm. That's ironic. What if Harambe the gorilla lives on top of Mount
1: Hermon? Well, I was thinking that (laughs) it's kind of ironic because Haram means to destroy. So, Mm. Spoiler alert, but... That's also kind of dark. Yowza. It's kind of a dark joke to make.
0: Yowza, yowza.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the the root word for hormone is haram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it means, and I'm just looking at like a Strong's Concordance right now. Okay. It It says to ban, devote, or destroy utterly, completely destroy. So think about when Israel moved into Canaan after the Exodus, mm-hmm. and God was saying you have to completely annihilate these, these people groups that have polluted the land. Yeah, They were Giant Haram, clans, yeah. they were set apart for destruction, right?
0: Right, so as you said, set apart for destruction. So that's yeah. one of the root words that I have, the Semitic root word, consecrated. Consecrated. Set apart for a purpose, yeah. for whatever that purpose is. Yeah, <laughs> so, so
1: there is a, you know, when we're doing linguistics like this, you do have to be aware of certain fallacies like, like I said, the word hermone means sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you, there may be a connection between hermone and haram, but it's like, you know, like the word hot dog, if you took the, like the root of that, it's, it doesn't mean uh, a canine that's warm, right? right? It's a food. <laughs> okay. So we do, hot dog. we do, we <laughs> do want to be aware of, you know, like a butterfly. That's another I'm one. I'm always <laughs> going to remember that anytime I
0: order a hot dog now, that is. Hot I will take dog. one hot dog and what I mean is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I mean by a hot sweaty dog, canine, dude, it's like uh, it's like uh, Ron Swanson when he goes to that diner and he's like, "Give me all, you... give me all the eggs and bacon you have."
1: Yes. He's like, <laughs> I'm afraid what you heard was I want a lot Wait, of bacon. And I understand eggs. what
0: you heard is give me a lot of eggs and bacon, but what I said
1: was give me all of your eggs and yeah. bacon. <laughs> Well, so that, that is a, that is a translation fallacy that we have to be aware of. Like if someone in the, in the far distant future was looking at the English language and said, apparently they cooked dogs and put them on these pieces of bread and it was called a hot dog, you know, like that would be wrong. We would know that that was wrong. But I thought
0: they were man's best friend.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm not saying that applies to this. Like, you can see kind of the connection between the idea of like haram can mean to devote or Uh-oh. to ban or to, you know, dedicate. For something, mm-hmm. and so um, in this case, it's dedicate for destruction. But so the word "harmon" meaning sanctuary, mm-hmm. that kind of that's huh. kind of a logical leap, right? That kind of makes, makes sense. So yeah. I'm but just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, before. well,
0: the, yeah, the Semitic root that I found, the, it said it said consecrated, and then there's also the Arabic term "al-haram," yeah, which means a sacred enclosure. Yeah, but you know, it's just an area that is considered. Right, holy or sacred.
1: So it could be holy or sacred, and if if you believe that, you know, if you use that root word haram, then it 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 does mean that maybe it's has a Warfare. a negative connotation. Yeah, maybe there's something bad. Well, about
0: Well, it, it. I, I mean, it's it's uh, of course it's speculation again, but it kind of makes logical sense that like it's a sacred area with what happened there, with yeah. the watchers coming down and it them forming. You know, in in my opinion, the word religions and all of these pagan ideas of you know what the spirit world is uh, and who you should worship, but then uh, you know all of that being wrapped up in they're coming for war, they're coming to
1: to yeah. declare war on humanity and and take us out and yeah. And then you consider that these beings are under the guise of, like, trying to help humans. We're going to make you more powerful by teaching you. Well, they were crafty in the
0: way they did it. They were politicians.
1: Yeah. They came down in suits and
0: ties. Yeah. (laughs) And then they have these
1: Nephilim kids and say, like, these are your kings now. Yep. You know? Yep. Sacrifice yourselves to them, basically. The empires of the the world were born. Yep. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with Mount Hermon. There's a lot of uh, meaning that's kind of implied there.
0: But it's also... Well, we mentioned, so it's mentioned in the Bible numerous times. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of them pulled up. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, there's a few like Deuteronomy 3, Joshua 12 and 13. It talks about Mount Hermon is depicted as the northern boundary of the Am, uh, the Amorite kingdom. Um, mm-hmm.
1: There's one. First in...
0: Chronicles 5, Deuteronomy 3. I think I said that. Yeah, there's there's multiple places where it's talked about.
1: Yeah. And it's. It is also the border, um, the area to the north of that is Bashan. Yeah, that's which a, is that's a
0: big deal.
1: Yeah. So Bashan is essentially associated with death. Yeah. It's it's evil. Um think about so uh
0: you remember and that's important when we get toward the end of our podcast
1: we're yeah. gonna talk about. That idea and why that's important. Yeah. So Bashan, uh, the root word there is serpent. It's the land of the serpent. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it it has this association with death, like mm. the un- the underworld. Yeah, almost. the underworld. Yeah. So think about this. You remember we talked when we talked about Eden and we talked about gardens and mountains that gods would live in places that are lush and there's lots of water and fruit yeah. and they would live in high places or under the sea where humans couldn't reach them, right? Right, right. Well, the desert is kind of the other end of that spectrum, right? The desert is hostile. Right. The wilderness is hostile to humans. And so Bashan being a wilderness is, um, is considered a land of evil. Things went there and died, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And Jesus even kind of alludes to this when he talks about, you know, he says, you cast, out, cast a spirit out of a man, right. they wander in the wilderness and then they say, I miss my home, and they return, right? Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, well, even that, that idea you know, that when evil spirits are in the wilderness. Right, true. You know? Yeah, Azazel. Um, yeah, that's where he was the, buried, uh, west
0: of uh, Hermon. Even that connection of, like, when Jesus was prompted by the Spirit after his baptism to go into the wilderness. hmm He was going into the place of death. Right. Who's there? Yeah. Who meets him there? He finds the devil. You know, the devil's there, and he's like, hey, why don't you throw yourself off the pinnacle and You can uh, say the devil went down to Bashan. He was looking to make a deal. Went down and he was going to make a deal with Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like that interesting thing. He's like, "Hey, if you're the son of God, kill yourself." Yeah, you know. But essentially, is what he was saying: throw yourself yeah.
1: off the thing. And which I think is, if you are the
0: son of God, you're, you'll be fine. You'll the be angels fine, will catch
1: yeah. you. Yep. Which I think is interesting because he was trying to figure out if Jesus could die, basically. Yeah, exactly. You he know, was, because well, he's like, I might have to kill this dude later. I like what Heiser said. He was fishing for information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was probing. Was
0: that the first trust fall? Or was the they, trust. throw yourself off the, the angels the will distrust catch you. not fall. <laughs> the distrust fall. <laughs> uh,
1: Pretty funny. Yeah, it is. So Bashan, uh, Og, King Og is from Bashan. And we talked about him having the bed, the ritual yeah, bed. Yeah, we mentioned that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he was a Rephaim. He was a giant. He was mm-hmm. a king of a giant clan. Mm-hmm. And so he had to be wiped out by the Israelites. So, yeah. uh, and then there's some some allusions to Bashan in like uh, like the prophets when they talk about the evil spirits or the wild animals that wander and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Th- these are the kind of places that those are found. Right. And so and all of
0: that area that we're, you're talking about as being Bashan is where Mount Hermon is. Yeah.
1: And. Uh, you know what else is interesting is um, when you look at like when the kingdom of Israel falls into idol worship, worshiping mm-hmm. Baal and and Molech and Asherah. Yeah. There, uh, it's it's led by the tribe of Dan, who is in the north. Mm. And so uh, there there's another association there, yeah. like they were worshiping these spirits, right? Yeah. Um, another association with the north is that because of the way the water, if I if I remember this right, the mm-hmm. way that the the sea and the Jordan River and all that goes along the the border of this territory, invading armies would come from the north. They would have to come across and go down into Canaan and Israel, that area. Yeah. And so there was this association that, like, destruction comes from the yeah, north. Yeah, yeah, everything from so, the north. So all of that is Bashan and Mount Hermon. There's all these things associated with that Lots area. Lots of things
0: going on, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and then... Many different
0: deities and temples were built on Mount Hermon. Yeah, there's Mount temples. Hermon. Yeah, we're going to talk about more in
1: depth of those temples and what, what was found up there. Well, do you want to go ahead and break into that right. now? Let's go ahead
0: and get into it now. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Mount Hermon. Yeah. So you've got temples and altars and... The weird thing is i heard that these altars that they found that are i think people claim that they're roman and they don't really know if they are but there's altars all along this area that line up with the summit of mount hermon yeah it's kind of spooky yeah uh
0: yeah there's definitely a lot of uh polytheistic things going on on that mountain (laughs) throughout time Uh, And and later on, we'll talk about Matthew 16 and the different gods that are worshipped in that area. Um, But, yeah, one of the interesting things, Ryan, that I found on studying uh, some of those ancient sites on Hermon is this thing. It's called a steel. I -hmm. guess you pronounce it as steel, but it's Mm S-T-E-L-E. Yeah. Um, Really interesting thing that this guy found uh, back in 1869, there was a British explorer... 1869 Charles Warren he 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 is on Mount Hermon and he finds this temple and he finds this steel which is a steel is it's like a monument it's it's made out of stone it can be made out of stone or wood but it's like a it's like a tower pillar type shaped thing that's uh, as a monument for something that has happened in the area right yeah uh, you, you see that a lot in the Bible where God tells the children of Israel hey create a monument as soon as they got off you know into dry land with uh after the party of the red seas like build a monument yeah
1: you know put these stones together and build a monument and, blah, and there's blah. i mean i feel like egypt and rome and stuff are known for these too like these are really common to do oh
0: yeah yeah yeah. and, yeah. and so it, it's interesting what this thing says on it it's at the the british museum and basically it says in a proto-greek language they've had three different translations of it but in, in essence, it says something about the God. Now, the British—this is where it gets kind of tricky. So, the British Museum has their translators translate what this thing says as being the Holy God, which would be assume we would assume is the God of Israel. That the Holy God commanded these certain beings to take an oath and then go from this place.
1: Go down the mountain? Right. Okay,
0: And yeah. so it's this idea of like, oh, wow, that's Genesis 6. Like, where do we know of beings taking an oath, you know, yep, from th- from a heavenly realm and all this stuff? Uh, and then there was another translation that came out that added or t- took away a couple of words. They don't really know why. And you can study all this on your own. It's a lot of information. But uh, there's a guy's name is Doug Hamp. He's um, He's got his master's in... Uh, Hebrew language and theology. He actually had Dr. Heiser on his show about this topic, but he thinks with a lot of stuff that I can't get into just cause it's so complicated, <laughs> but I'll give you the website. If you just search Doug Hamp and the, the steel uh, from Mount Hermon, it'll give you all the information on his website, but he does a lot of like word stuff, you know, okay. all that gymnastics, but he thinks it says, the God, meaning not God, Yahweh, but this other God. Well, kind of like saying
1: Elohim, right? Kind of like, like Elohim, necessarily yeah. it's big like Gigan.
0: a God. And And then there was a couple of words I mentioned before that they took out that they didn't translate. Well, he says that those words are super important because they could... Potentially mean bull of Bashan. Oh. So the fact that we're talking about Bashan there, it kind of ties in with this is like bulls of Bashan in the Bible in Psalm 22, some scholars say are like connected to demonic entities or hostile
1: entities in the spirit realm. See, that's another perfect example of something that every time I hear somebody talk about that, they make it out to be humans. Right, yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, that's the Romans or the priests or whoever. Right, right, right crucified jesus
0: well there's also and it's kind of a running joke like in in bible colleges and stuff because i remember hearing this when i was there with like the bulls of bashan or cows of bashan was like a stab at like the fem the 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 females in bashan you know because they were (laughs) they were loose you know and all this stuff so the israelites called them cows and it's like like that was kind of a running joke so we would you know we would throw around that phrase a lot Uh just being stupid you know you're, what are you a cow, Bashan or something but uh, right. <laughs> but uh but it's potentially there's a lot deeper meaning to that phrase these cows or cattle or bulls of Bashan, and it's interesting that it's in that area of Bashan, the ancient Bashan, yeah, and uh could refer to you know, demonic entities.
1: Yeah, well, that that passage, Psalms, that's Psalms 22, Psalm 22 yeah. uh, 12 and 13. It says that the strong bulls of Bashan surround him. But then the verse 13 says, they open their their wide mouths at me like ravening, roaring lions. Right. It so that's a, a comparison that doesn't fit a bull. Right, Like right. Bulls don't open their mouths wide. And, right, right. You right. know, that's a, yeah, that's a predatorial uh, <laughs> creature. Right. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, in the book of Enoch, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. It seems like maybe very briefly, but in one of Enoch's visions, he talks about bulls falling from heaven, having calves. And, and so people say that's symbolic of the watchers and human women and mm. the Nephilim. Yeah. So like that's another illustration. Like if that's maybe that's where the writer of Enoch got that bull idea. Maybe so. Um, that they're, that these are spirits, bulls of Bashan, because that would be... That would be that same geographic area. I mean, that's pretty cool. I want to say there's some
0: other deities that are connected to that bull type imagery, and it's funny that there's like cryptids of like you know mythological characters like that are like Mentar, you know, that are half bull. Yeah. Or just this interesting stuff, man. Yeah. And then like there's your lights crafting the calf out of gold. Oh yeah. Like why did they Why did they craft a calf? You know, there's calves and bull gods in Egypt and
1: yeah, that would have been. Well, that could be something from Egypt. It could be something from Baal, from Canaanite religion. A lot of people don't know this. I think that this will come up in the future. Because at some point, we should probably talk about the Exodus and the plagues and stuff. But when um, the children of Israel leave Egypt and they come to the Red Sea, the Lord tells them to turn and face the mountain. Um, I don't remember the name of the mountain. Mm -hmm. But there's actually, you can go look this up in Egyptian history, that there was a group of Canaanite, uh, originated people living in northern Egypt mm-hmm. and so that in that area they would have worshiped Baal mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of people associate like Ra with Baal you mm-hmm. know yeah and um and the i mean the descriptions are even similar like Ra rides across the sky in a boat Baal rides a chariot you know he's the cloud rider right, right? yeah yeah he's the bull god also yeah well and even so, the, even the even the
0: idea of like Molech <clears throat> Molech was Molech, yeah. there's bull imagery connected to Molech and Yeah
1: so Baal so they uh so there was a region in Egypt where they would have worshipped Baal at at that mountain in northern Egypt. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, the the bull imagery, there's all kinds of stuff there. Tell you what, this is just this is just all bull. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the uh, Egyptian god was Apis or Apis is the bull god of oh, Egypt. Okay.
1: Well there's several other religions, uh like we just talked about Egypt and Canaan now, Canaanites, but like we mentioned Gilgamesh a little while ago. Yeah. But Gilgamesh, who by the way is two thirds divine, he's mm-hmm. a giant. He's a giant. Yep. And uh, a lot of people link him to Nimrod. So we already said that. But mm-hmm. it says that the the Epic of Gilgamesh mentions that the that Mount Hermon split after he killed Humbaba. Yeah, there was like a big UFC match, and they uh, stomped their heels a little too hard there and split the mountains. <laughs> yeah. So Humbaba, by the way, now there's some interesting stuff about him. He's probably the first monster, like mythological monster, recorded. Mm. And um, he's the guardian of the house of the gods, which Mm. is a garden. And so in the Epic of Gilgamesh, in case you're not familiar with the story, Gilgamesh is searching for the secret to eternal life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he's trying to recover because he's after the flood, after the the flood that wiped everybody out. He is trying to recover the sacred knowledge from the Apkalu before the flood in the Epic of Gilgamesh, he gets that knowledge from their version of Noah. They say that, I forget his name, what, how to pronounce it, but their version of Noah in the story, this, man, this king that survived the flood and brought animals with him, mm-hmm. um, had the secret to immortality. And he gives this, you know, he basically tells Gilgamesh how to get this information, uh, how to get the ancient lost knowledge basically. Yeah. So, so there's, a, there's a lot, one day we'll break that down, but yeah. Humbaba is the guardian of the home of the gods which is in the woods or in this forest. Mm -hmm. And uh, Derek Gilbert actually pointed this out that some translations, instead of the the sound of the letter B, humbaba, it's Mm. huwawa with a W. Mm. And they say that people make the connection to Yahweh. Like that sounds like Yahweh. And so this would be the, like basically them insulting the most high God because he kicked the serpent and Adam and Eve out of the garden and, and put a guardian there and separated them from the tree, tree of life that would have made them immortal. So he kills Humwa, Huwawa, right? Mm-hmm. And... Wait, Huwada? Uh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there's 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 some other stuff going on there. But yeah, it mentions Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon was a holy site. And then in the... Um, and then Baal, I think Baal's throne was Mount Hermon. Yeah, there was some uh
0: so when we talk about like Mount Hermon, uh down toward the bottom, um, somewhere in that area around that mountain, <laughs> there's uh yeah, I don't know. Do we wanna talk about this now?
1: Not no, not Don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead.
0: <laughs> don't don't go. Well there's a. there's like Doctor Heiser was saying, adjacent to Pan's grotto at the, the base of Hermon, there was Baal worship.
1: Um, you remember when we talked about uh, the Garden of Eden and the cherubim, uh, that the Nakash uh, basically comes up in Ezekiel and in Isaiah, mm-hmm. that people believe that the devil was the cherubim that was cast down. Yeah. And um, in Isaiah 14, one of the things that it says there is, uh, he said in his heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mountain of assembly in mm. the far north. Mm. And um I think isn't that what Baal-Zaphon is? Lord of the Lord of the Mountain or Lord of the North or something? Yeah, the in
0: Ugaritic religion, the mountain or the summit is referred to as Zaphon. Yeah. In Ugaritic text, and that's the place where Baal is located in the in yeah. the myth of
1: So yeah. you'll see that a lot in the Bible. They will talk about the mountain in the north or the heights of the north. Mm. And there's actually in one instance where the Lord, like the, the writer, I, maybe I can, we can post about this later because yeah. I didn't write it down for this episode, but um, it seems like it's, it's one of the major prophets. Mm-hmm. He says uh, basically that Mount Zion is going to be the heights of the north. Mm. And Mount Zion is not in the north of Israel. Right. And so they are using that as a polemic, they're using it to compare where Baal's throne is in Mount Hermon, oh, gotcha, gotcha. that Zion is God's throne, is mm. Yahweh's throne, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, and that's where we get all the stuff about the end times, him descending on Zion, and you know, yeah, yeah. or whatever, uh, and building his kingdom and on earth uh, in Jerusalem, all those things. So, so that, that phrase, the heights of the north, could be referring to Mount Hermon because it is the northern boundary right. of Israel, and yeah, it's the yeah. tallest peak. Well, and tell it, us
0: tell us about the location of Mount Hermon, and we, the uh, the pinpointed location, and maybe some numbers that are associated uh, with that. Pinpoint. About the
1: thirty three, uh, bro.
0: Yeah, we can't. There's that came a reason up. the UN is up there, bro. That came up that. on our
1: last episode. We teased that a little bit. Lord of mercy, but that the uh, before they changed the prime meridian to the greenwich line yeah. the paris meridian mount herman was located at 33.3 degrees yeah the axis point of the peak is yeah.
0: the highest peak was 33 by 33 yeah and we all know that 33 is a fun
1: number yeah and then you get those <laughs> connected other things to many different this is just repeating. if you listen to the whole episode last time this is yeah. just repeating what i already said but like cool. roswell new mexico Walt Disney World and uh, Disneyland (laughs) in California. There's like all these things that are on the 33rd parallel Yeah, uh, that are kind of, I don't know. We're just saying. Yeah. (laughs) 33 degree Masons. Yeah, which I figured out where that comes from. Because every time I Googled 33 degree Masons, everybody's like, that's not real. There's only three degrees. So the the three degrees that people are talking about in Masonry or Mm -hmm. in Freemasonry are like the apprentice level, the entry level. And then... Um, you got your small, medium, large. Yeah, yeah, basically. I don't remember the title for the second <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. The third one is Master Mason. Yep. Well, there's there's different brands, I guess I would say. Yeah,
0: there's different sects and,
1: and varieties and, and so regions the, that do different things. So the Scottish Rite right. has 32 degrees. Now, I want to say that's
0: the... I want to say Aleister Crowley was in that Rite. Uh, maybe so. I could be wrong, but I know Albert Pike... Which was he was a big occultist
1: satanist guy. Yeah. He was a he was in the Scottish Right. Well, so the reason people get thirty three degree Masons and everybody everybody that says, well, that's not true, that's not a real thing. This is where it comes from. Right. The Scottish Rite, which is a type like a segment or it's, a, it's whatever, one of the big ones. So it's Freemason a big brand. Yeah, they have they have the first three degrees that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Then they have an extra four through thirty two. Right. Mm. And so, thirty-two is kind of the highest you can go, unless you're like Ooh. Ooh. a really exceptional person that has helped the community. Thirty-three is like an honorary mm. title; it's not a. It, so it so goes. something
0: up, you can achieve, it has to be bestowed on yes, you. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. exactly. As if you're being accepted into some. The sword of circle. Hades must
0: touch your shoulders for this. <laughs> uh, for this honorary position.
1: No, I don't know, but I looked for that for a long time. I was like. It's like, bro. it's got, I've, I hear too many people talk about 33 degree Masons for it to be something that's made right, up right, right, right. that I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. Is, so you have to do the Scottish, right? Dude, There's Google right levels.
0: now. So the compass is their, you know, their, uh, their logo kind of. Yeah. I want to I wonder what degree that compass is set to. Oh man, mm, I don't know. If it's set to 33, I'm a, I'm going a to freaking throw this drink that I have against the wall. That'd we be should. dope. Yeah, cuz they got the compass and then they have the letter G, you know, they they say it's to to represent God and that the eye on the pyramid and all that. Oh, that's like the eye of God, you know, watching everything that we do. Oh, it's you know, it's uh, all over your
1: all over our money and the compass. Uh, I mean, there's no numbers on the logo, but Ooh. it looks like it could be a 33 degree angle. It looks
0: like it because it's I mean, almost it's like an upside
1: down V, almost. Yeah. You know. Well, you have the the measuring square right at the bottom, right? And then the the little and compass, compass on top at the top. Yeah. And so I'll say this: I know from school what a 45 degree angle is. Yeah, that's and not this a 45. Is sharper that's, than that's a 45. That's lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's it. Yeah. It's 33. So maybe maybe so that and would that's be. That's all over
0: our money. It's all over our uh, all that imagery, the Egyptian
1: well the, the esoteric all imagery. Yeah,
0: it's all over our money and our you know the founding of the United yep. States and of course they have they have a uh, you know an explanation for all of it. Oh, it's, you know it's, it represents freedom and uh, it's like how does a pyramid with an eye at the top of it, the eye of Horus, <laughs> or whatever you want to say that eye is and then Um, you have like i showed you yesterday the whole like thing so dude go and look up hollywood and celebrity photos and them covering their left eye i showed ryan this yesterday and it's like just picture after picture after picture of like promotional things like by hollywood and celebrity and movies and tv shows and uh modeling and all this stuff like there's so many pictures of celebrities and stuff covering up their left eye for some reason
1: yeah, it says that the symbol, the square, represents morality, that there is a true right oh, yeah. angle, right? Yeah. So that there is an absolute right or wrong. It's in the 33rd realm. And the realm compass of, represents boundaries. Yeah, I bet it does. And so, the uh, boundaries of their portals to hell. I'm looking, I'm just doing, this is happening live, folks. I'm this looking to see if there's live, any... Off the cuff. Uh, <laughs> nobody says for sure what when you design the logo or when you draw the logo what angle the compass is supposed to be at, and they
0: date they they connect their beliefs and their whole thing like the reason they're called masons is because they connect it back to solomon and the masons that built the foundations of the temple yeah so they link it back to that profession and that craftsmanship and uh of course there's a lot of lore and really weird fun stuff about solomon and demons and temples and (laughs) all kind of weird stuff
1: yeah well it's uh, it's important to know too that like like i said i thought it was odd that so many people when i mean just doing quick google searches to see what i can quickly um Mm -hmm. so many people said 33 degree masons are not a real thing right and here they are, but they are. <clears throat> well, so it's important the, to know that that Freemasons is a fraternity, like a global fraternity that has no global like government essentially. Right. Yeah, it's important to them that it's a regional or community driven thing. Right. Yeah. So it's not everywhere. like like with the Catholic Church, for instance, you have the pope. Right. Right. So everything ultimately goes back to the pope. Yeah. Freemasons don't have any like pope or world government equivalent. So so I can see where some people would be like, that's not a real thing. Right. You know, maybe they haven't studied what other types of Masons do, but maybe so. And so Well, who's... people are
0: so quick, like knee jerk reaction that in the media and like, you know, you know, popular culture, anybody that questions anything is automatically labeled a conspiracy theorist and they're a nut job and anything they say is false and Yeah. Like I mean, that's just not true. And I mean, but they've been groomed to think and, and feel that way. Uh, you know they've been indoctrinated by schools and universities for years now. To here's your history. Yeah. Don't question
1: it. <laughs> well, you know the the idea of the 33 degree, like uh, like the longitude and latitude. Yeah. Stuff like that comes up in more than just like we're we're talking about Freemasonry right now, but mm-hmm. um, just like occult practices, these things have importance because, mm-hmm. for instance, the Paris Meridian, which is not the standard now. Everybody uses the Greenwich line as mm-hmm. the prime meridian, but the Paris meridian was associated with, like, the occult as a as a ley line. Mm. And so the way that I understand ley lines, and a lot of this is from Laura Sanger and just from reading very quick facts about it online, but, but yeah, so the way I understand ley lines is that it is a... It's a connection. It's a line that you can draw between one or more quote-unquote sacred spaces. Right. So yeah, like, they all connect like a network. There's a and it and if you're practicing magic and the occult and stuff, mm-hmm. these the ideas that these places that have high levels of like iniquity or violence or or whatever, whatever it is that corrupts that area, mm-hmm. those areas you have stronger reactions to your rituals and stuff. Mm. And if you practice. Or set something up along a ley line, you're essentially connected to those points, right? Yeah. You're connected to the power grid. Yeah. So of the spirit world. Yeah. A power well, even grid, like that's a good I want to I, I say,
0: I mean, I don't know a lot about witchcraft and Satanism. Uh, Thank but, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but study
1: at your own risk. I mean. Yeah.
0: The the whole just I, just be
1: aware of what you're
0: <laughs> what you're looking at. The whole idea of like drawing the pentacle on the ground, you know, that you the stand in sign of. Well, there's a pentagram. Which the pentagram is not an evil symbol. it's, not a, by itself. it's a five-pointed star, yeah, which represents a, a, it has a, been used a, all it, yeah, for a multitude so many different of things, things over history, sure. But pagans did adopt it and they started drawing the circle around it, which is called a pentacle. Okay. which they would draw that and stand inside of it. And that was kind of like their portal to the spirit world. Yeah. Almost like creating a doorway. Yeah. It was a way to... All the witches and uh, pagans out there, correct me if I'm wrong, please. <laughs> 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 right, Write in and uh, send us the corrections.
1: Yeah. My understanding is that... that we could have you on the show. It's a way to uh, summon, a summon or capture a spirit right, or right, something. Right, right, right or connect to a spirit. The same
0: with like uh what's the American Indian things that everybody hangs in their houses and all their cars Oh yeah, the, cars the dream all, catcher The things. dream catcher, that's exactly to my knowledge that's exactly the same thing. It's to catch to a catch things. <laughs> well, you're going to catch something, it's a
1: net. It's a spirit net. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So Mount Hermon.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so Mount Hermon, that's what we're talking about. Uh, we got know, in there any Spirit other, fishing.
1: Are there any other historical <laughs> highlights? I mean, we talked about it appears in the Bible. Another appearance in the Bible that's not bad, mm. uh, is like, I think in Psalms, it talks about being refreshed with the dew of Mount Hermon. It says something mm. like the dew of Mount Hermon falling on Mount Zion. Mm. And uh, so, for instance, because Mount Hermon is in the north, it would catch the weather and stuff. And Mount Zion is in the southern mm. part. So it's drier. Well, so, yeah,
0: the, uh, the the Mount Hermon is is known for its snowy peaks. Yeah. So it's like feet and feet of snow up there. And then at certain times, that snow melts and then comes down the mountain, and there's there's streams, there's fresh waterways that come down the mountain from Hermon. And in the bottom, the valleys of Hermon, there's, there's these gardens and grottos and all this stuff that catches these pools of water, and people would come there for the water, and supposedly, you know, it's yeah. really connected to, like, fresh water.
1: Yeah, so, like... Uh, I found it right here. It's Psalms 133. It says, uh, as the dew of Mount Hermon, or it is like the dew of Mount Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. So it's a, they're juxtaposing these two ideas that Mount Mount Hermon is very moist Mm -hmm. and has the snow and the rain and all that stuff. And Mount Zion is in a drier Mm -hmm. area. So it's refreshing. It would be refreshing Mm. to have the dew of Hermon. I wonder if they have a Mount Hermon water bottling company around there. I don't know. Fresh Herman water. Maybe so, but you know what they do have? I wouldn't drink it. Speaking of snow, you know what they do have on Mount Herman is a ski resort. They do have a ski resort. Yeah. Dude,
0: we should, okay, we're going to set up a Patreon and everybody <laughs> give to the the annual behind the curtain ski trip <laughs> to Mount Hermon. Dude, I love skiing, man. I've never skied in my life. Swim. I, I think some. I would be terrified. What if the watchers came down and skied? down the
1: mountain maybe if you ski so fast <laughs> you black out and yes. you have a vision of a, <laughs> a watcher or something they're the ones that started like skiing or maybe there's a line maybe there's like like if you cross certain points mm, you know a that pathway. you summon a, i don't know Bro. i'm, I'm we're making getting, all this we're stuff getting up. wild don't listen to me all right so uh yeah i mean are there any other historical highlights that we need to cover real not quick that, about not Mount not, the, not that i'm thinking of uh matthew 16 is a big deal okay well then let's get into that because okay we so we, we've about gone about over a few the minutes for sure the association of mount Hermon with this great evil that yeah, so polluted it, yeah, the earth right it is a
0: hotbed of of a spiritual connection it's a hotbed of uh even to this day you know the un being there and like it's a
1: hotbed of like stuff still yeah uh, controversial yeah. place and it was it was understood by again uh Again, just repeating ourselves, but the Bible was not created in a bubble, right exactly, so like the myth mythology around Mount Hermon um wasn't made up by Jews. it existed in all these cultures, and so right. they are using the same knowledge that these other cultures are using, so yep. like the significance with Baal and you know the 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 wilderness and all like all like all that stuff, mm-hmm. the watchers descending I mean we know that they appear in other cultures as as Titans, or Apkalu, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, yep. so, um, so you know, there's all the significance with that area. Well, Mount Hermon appears in the New Testament. Oh, yeah. And you miss it if you're not paying attention. Yeah. If you're it, not familiar with the geography. Exactly. It, 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 doesn't say Mount Hermon
0: in some places, but we know it's Mount Hermon because of the geological, the context. Yeah. Yeah. The geological things that are, that are mentioned.
1: Right. I don't know.
0: Should we read it real quick? Yeah, um, let's do it, man. Like, so, so here's some instances where we're going to talk about where Jesus actually goes to Mount Hermon. You know, if Jesus is going there and he thinks it's an important place to go and deviate from his ministry to go take the disciples there in Matthew 16, there's got to be some important significance there, <laughs> you know. He definitely has something to say when he takes the disciples there. Um, so, yeah, I'll let you read it and then we'll uh, we'll discuss some uh, right.
1: interesting well then Tasty what we're going to do is we'll we'll look at Matthew 16. Now this story is repeated in Mark and in Luke.
0: I think a few people might know this story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We have a few different uh, religions and denominations founded off of this verse.
1: Yeah, so what we'll do is we'll look at Matthew 16 first. Uh, we're going to look at Matthew 16 and 17. And you can see this story reinforced or repeated in Mark 8 and 9 and Luke 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. So by the way, which I don't want to spend a lot of time explaining this, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called Synoptic Gospels right? because they focus more on the historical story of Jesus' ministry. Right. And a lot of people think they use similar sources. So you'll see a lot of similarities between these three books. So right, this story in right. uh, these two chapters appear in all three of these books. right? So um, that's why a lot of people focus on
0: John a lot because John's a little more different. Yeah, and John was one of Jesus's good buddies. So
1: yeah, he John had some more insight. Maybe these guys are are more focused on the like historical, uh, you know, the journey of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus. Yeah, Where, and whereas John focuses more on like his identity as the Messiah, right. the, his identity as God. Right. John makes all kinds of claims about Jesus that seem crazy or seem a little like extravagant, but it's because John's focusing on a different type of story. So Matthew 16 and we'll start in, I think 13. Yeah. We'll start in verse 13. It says, now when Jesus came, I'm reading ESV of course. (laughs) Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, boom, right there. That's the clue. That's
0: our, that's our breadcrumb.
1: Yeah. So it says he asked the disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, who would have just died at this point, right? Mm, yeah. Would, yeah. John, John did get ahead in life. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> it's weird that some people would say Jesus is John the Baptist when they were alive at the same time. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Some say John the Baptist; others say Elijah. So again, Elijah is—he represents all the prophets, kind of. Or it says Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. So mm-hmm. like people think he was some reincarnated prophet. Yeah. And and that seems weird to us in modern day, but we'll explain in a minute why it's not necessarily. But Elijah, just a second, we'll, we pointed out already the the story about him being taken up in the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it's debatable whether he. Actually died or not, or went to heaven, or was still like was just on another place on earth, Um, because they have the whole thing about him writing a letter to the king. Yeah, uh, and how did he write a letter from heaven? You know, like was
0: dead or (laughs) yeah.
1: So, uh, but if you read that passage, I thought this was interesting in studying that topic that the prophets told Elisha when Elisha, you know, Elijah's jacket his cloak drops mm-hmm. his mantle and elijah, his mantle <laughs> That's this the huge like word, fireplace like word. piece of wood from his fireplace <laughs> throws it down no, on him. no 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 <laughs> he's like not that mantle his mantle his cloak <laughs> so he he drops his cloak uh, elisha grabs it and walks back through the river mm-hmm. and the other prophets from the city say um, say uh, well hey let us go look for elijah it's possible he's on a mountaintop somewhere and elisha's like Okay, you're not gonna find him. Yeah, but okay. So like he, he in took, their minds, he took
0: that uh, that heavenly Uber. Yeah. So this <laughs> is again gone.
1: the the idea that um, you know, and maybe they're thinking like, well, Enoch got taken somewhere, so Elijah could have been taken somewhere. Yeah. You know, so this this idea that like they they seem to think they could find Elijah, they didn't think he was taken up to mm, yeah. to heaven. They were like, let us go look because it's they're possible like, you Weirdo, he's on he's, some mountain. He's
0: somewhere. We're gonna
1: find him. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I never mm-hmm. really considered that. I, I always read that as with the presupposition that he went into heaven. Right. And I was like, why would they offer to go look for him if he's not on earth anymore? Right, right. You know?
0: Maybe they just didn't know so, what was going on.
1: Yeah, there's more to that story. But, um, interesting. But we got to get back to Jesus. Let's see. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Let's get back to Jesus. <laughs> so it, that's why it might, it might be significant that they some people thought he was Elijah. There's some myth surrounding the character Elijah, Yeah, you know, um, as well as the other prophets, but... Um, Elijah comes up again in a little bit. So he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered, blessed are you Simon bar Jonah, which just means son of Jonah, "uh, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And Mm -hmm. I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Mm -hmm. and whatever you (laughs) bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ." Mm. So dude, okay, this is a loaded (laughs) passage, and here's what gets me, and this is why everybody's heard this a dozen times, here's why this is going to be fun is because we spend a lot of time in the modern day trying to guess and study and figure out what Jesus is talking about. What are the keys? What is the rock? Yeah, what uh, is the binding and loosing? Yeah, and binding. That. What is all this stuff that Jesus is talking about? And we have all of our I'll tell you what the charismatics and, believe. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very familiar with that. Yeah. But, it, that but that's, a, that's a perfect example. Like, we come up with all these explanations for what Jesus right. is talking about. There are concrete, like, when Jesus said these things, there are a few things that would have come to the disciples' minds. Oh, definitely. There are things we can know for sure. Yes. So, should we just like go in order and just break it down? I think we just started verse 13. Okay, so verse 13, they came to the district of Caesarea Philippi. So, where is Caesarea Philippi?
0: Exactly. Everything you talked about Bashan earlier, same place. Yeah, the north. It's the yeah, north. So this is the, this is the Roman name for this region. Caesarea is from Caesar. It's Caesar's region, Caesar's territory. And then it's, it's interesting that this Philippi is on there too. He was a, I don't know exactly his title, his official title, but he was kind of a, a Roman either overseer or leader or maybe a governor type figure of that region. Mm-hmm. So a lot of regions in Rome were named after Caesar. So to kind of give this one uh, a, a distinct place, they called it Caesarea Philippi because it was under the guidance of this guy Philip. Okay. But yeah, that this region is right at the base of Mount Hermon. This is where it's at. Yeah. It's in this region.
1: Yep. It's in the tippy top of the and of the area. The how nation. we
0: know that Jesus was standing there was because he mentions the gates of hell or the, actually
1: the gates of Hades. Right, which is, again, another thing. Everybody tries to guess what he's talking so about. So we
0: know exactly where he was.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> standing in front of the
0: gates of hell. He's standing in front of, there's a ginormous rock <laughs> yeah, that almost looks like a mountain itself uh, at the base of Hermon, and it's this rock that he's talking about. When he says on this rock, they're looking at a giant rock in front of them right at the base of Hermon, and hewn in this rock is you have to look it up like on a map they have like a reconstruction there was all these temples in this area right in front of this rock Yeah, they even, had, like, like, cut, Zeus even and, cut into the rock there's yeah. all these like indentions where they would put uh, idols and statues and offerings and all this stuff in the side of the, the cliff uh, but there's an interesting place, there's a cave and it's this huge cave you can go look at it, it's still there with a pool a pool of water inside. Supposedly, they would sacrifice things into that pool, and there was this whole thing of like, you know, if it if the sacrifice would rise up in the water, then that was like a sign that it wasn't accepted, but if it floated down into the water and like sank, it was accepted by yeah. God, or the Pan God, and um, so all of this stuff, and I've heard both sides, like they sacrifice goats, they sacrifice people, they... Don't really know yeah. exactly
1: what the, they definitely
0: sacrificed goats.
1: They definitely sacrificed sure. goats because they had a festival The dancing goats the goat. dancing goats. Yeah. The yeah. dancing goats. There was so actually everybody in the town would bring a goat.
0: There was a high point and a low point where these these altars of the dancing goat were. And then there was a temple to Zeus, and then there was also a the, the main temple there was for Pan. This whole area was called Pan's Grotto. Yeah. So it was this area where we talked about earlier, like the water flowing through and flowing down off of Mount Hermon. This is where these water, these pools of water are. And they're still there. Just go look at them. It's, it's so dope. I actually looked at it in VR. It was dope. I think I mentioned that last oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's but, cool. But yeah, really neat. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of God deity worship going on in this area, and it's all related to the underworld. This uh, idea of this cave being the gate of Hades, you know, the gate of the underworld, the gate of hell into right. the spiritual world. Pan is this, this, this goat, he was a hybrid. He was a part man, part goat. You know, the ancient world called him satyrs, they called him satyrs, Greek and Roman mythology. Right. Uh, he had the horns and the hooves, and uh, that's where we get like our modern day devil imagery. That's where a lot of that comes from, probably stems from. Yeah. Even like the Baphomet in Satanism is this this goat half goat half man figure he was connected to a lot of like folk type uh, living out in the woods hunting animals he was connected to fertility and a lot of the things that go on with fertility a lot of the worship to pan had to do with those things (laughs) uh sexual stuff a lot of it you can look up like a lot of like sculptures and stuff that they found of pan he's got he's got some uh some bits that are uh very prominent (laughs) and have to do with that type of uh worship and uh so there's like the temple prostitutes and all that stuff that they would uh Worship pan with, you know, it was like, with. oh,
1: I'm just going to worship. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's, and I think that that's, again, historic context you don't get just reading this story oh, in the heck Bible. Oh, no, no. Because this is not a place a Jew would go. No, it this was. This is associated, first of all, the idol, just the idol worship alone is enough right, for the Right, idol worship area, was, yeah, was But horrendous. just the lowest level of debauchery. Right, right. Um, and, yeah, and and it was done out in the open. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. we're going
0: to go in the temple well, and, in the back room and, and do this worship And I've people say stuff, before,
1: not just, not just. Temple prostitutes like that, like, and we've discussed that before. But um, because Pan is a is a mix as human a, is and a goat,
0: hybrid, yeah, there are there bestiality. Yeah, yeah bestiality there are people that say was bestiality was too, too, yeah. practiced there as right. part of
1: a ritual right. to Pan. Right, right, right. So, I mean, this is not a place Jesus should be, right? <laughs> you know. So Jesus is like, hey, we're going to go to Capernaum,
0: and uh, not Capernaum, <laughs> yeah, uh, Caesarea Philippi, Philippi, yeah, and they're like, whoa. Wait yeah. a minute! Like we do not go there. Yeah, I
1: kind of imagine them walking around with like their hands over Bro, their faces. Probably, like, yeah, like, like oh my god! Don't look up! Don't look up at the idols! Don't look so up! So it's kind stuff. of funny. It's
0: kind of taboo that <clears throat> yeah. Jesus would take them there yeah. to begin with, but there's
1: a there's a reason.
0: Yeah, it's a very strategic reason.
1: Yeah, and then this idea that that's the gate of the underworld. Yeah. So again, uh, Mount Hermon we we mentioned before. Like, what if what if there's this connection between Eden and Hermon because the serpent was cast down mm-hmm. to the earth. Right. Or to the to under the earth. Down to the bottom and so, of the base of the so Perhaps at Erman. the top of this mountain you had a portal to heaven. And at the base of this mountain you had a portal to the underworld, Sheol, Right. Yeah. It makes sense. So that's kind of a that's kind of a theory. Whether it's
0: just an adopted motif or it was actually legit. I think it was actually legit. Yeah. But.
1: Well I heard that in one of these areas, I thought this was cool. I don't I don't know if it's this particular cave to Pan, the grotto of Pan, but they would sacrifice goats, and what would happen is there was like a carbon, there was like a toxic carbon you know, monoxide gas or something mm. that because of the, the heat and the steam coming up from these pools, it was toxic, mm. and the priests were tall enough to be above the gas, mm-hmm. but the goats were not. So the goats would walk through this gas and breathe it in and pass out, mm. and so the people saw that as... Oh, this the this God is a sign taking the, gods the
0: accepting the sacrifice, yeah. yeah, and
1: they said that in some cases the these priests or whoever would wear tall shoes to make sure that they were <laughs> high enough. <laughs> like, I need so, a priestly
0: ladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a
1: platform <laughs> shoes or something, but um,
0: thus platform shoes were. But warm. I thought
1: that was a cool little bit of trivia. But yeah. yeah, like so, this is the gate to Hades, and then and so he's saying here, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock. So yeah. like. So people the you know make he's talking about the pope or he's talking about himself the gospel yeah, the talking of about Peter and oh he's talking uh, about the
0: revelation of like he's literally they're looking at this giant yeah. rock that is known for debauchery satanic yeah. worship paganism and the underworld itself death and destruction and sacrifice
1: Yeah so what he says is on this rock Okay so that's the rock right. then he says I will build my church and that's the word ecclesia. mm mm-hmm. Mhm which is interesting because, you know, I'll, you know some Christians, if you've been to church a long time, you may be familiar with that word, that that's mm-hmm. where we get our modern word church from. Yeah, ecclesia it or ecclesia, It doesn't yeah. mean the church is in like your local Baptist church, you know, that right. I go it's to on Sunday building. morning. it's not a building, yeah. It's a gathering of people. Right, right. So like Pan had a church. The, yeah. The people that came here to perform these festivals and rituals they were and stuff, assembling they were the ecclesia of Pan. right. So Jesus is saying, "On this rock, I'm going to have my church." Right. If I were one of the disciples, I probably like, would have walked out what? right there, like not, <laughs> not happening, dude. I'm not. <laughs> Peter seems to think this guy's a messiah. Yeah. I think he's crazy. He's like this like,
0: is where we're church planting here.
1: Yeah, yeah. This would have been the worst place to start a church. <laughs> like well, you what you know, the a best Christian
0: place? Church. Really? I don't know. Maybe I don't know.
1: <laughs> but he's saying, "On this rock, I will build my church." And now, with that context, right. the reason and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Right. The reason that's significant is because he's saying this is a place that's known for evil and death and debauchery. Right. And idol worship. I'm going to build my church here and they can't stop me. Right. And yeah. because they would have associated this with the ultimate darkness like the deepest evil right. and he's saying I'm going to bring light to this place right. and the darkness can't win. Right. Like it, they it, there's nothing they can do to stop it.
0: Exactly. Well, I think there's a there's a, like a lot of things in the Bible of course. There's a physical and there's a spiritual. There's a literal and a metaphorical, yeah. you know, and all this stuff. And I think both are, are working here. The fact of the spirit, the, the physical idea is that they're standing in this place and that it's yeah. right at the foot of Mount Hermon. And I think Jesus was poking all these gods in the eye. Yep. And he was saying, hey, I, I know what happened here. Like, I know on this rock, the watchers descended and they disobeyed me, and they, they they tried to overthrow me, and they were cast down, and now they're coming down here to try to destroy this domain that I've given to humanity. Yeah. And he's saying, it's not going to work. And, and he literally uses the gates of Hades.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people think and that And they're, that they're is looking a,
0: at it, you right, know, and he's like... Right. The gates of hell physically are right here in front of you, but also spiritually, yeah, the gates of hell are not going... Now, our English translations say prevail against yeah, it. Yeah, that's what
1: I was about to say, yes. Which,
0: that is not
1: the correct reading. A lot of times it gets interpreted in English as an offensive statement. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's not the correct reading. Uh, it, y- you, can, you can look this up, it's scholarly research, where they, they, it, the real translation there, because I hate English and, and all this stuff, you know, the predicate, <laughs> b- the preactive noun, or whatever <laughs> the flip they're talking about, is not present there for it to say prevail against the words there that are there in the Greek actually mean they won't withstand. Right. It's a defensive. statement. Right. And so it, it's it's an offensive statement that Jesus is saying the church is going to be on the offense and their gates are not going yeah, to hold up. Christ
1: Jesus's church. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and that that just again, I like that context i love it it's it really emphasizes it you see how powerful and not just powerful but like provocative this was a bold statement for jesus Bro, to make yeah to go to this wicked place and say on this rock i'm gonna build my I'm church a tear
0: it to the ground because again this would have been
1: <laughs> pan's pan's gathering yeah. instead of, maybe instead of the word church we should just say like gathering right yeah like pan's worshipers his gathering yeah. is gonna they gather there to perform these rituals and he's saying I think I'll make my gathering here. Yeah. And they they can't prevail against me. Yeah, and
0: the whole idea was everything that was planned by the opposition, you know, of the underworld and the the gods and the watchers and all this stuff, everything that was planned, I'm going to destroy all of it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to flip it all to me. So, just continuing on, because there's so there's so many things we can take now that we have that historical context, like picture yourself standing there with the disciples. The idea that he says, you are Peter, okay, he says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And he talks about binding and loosing. Yeah. So, imagine... way,
0: back up. I have two more oh, points. Oh, 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 oh. excuse me. Let me say, let me, let me, uh, this is just speculation. I was thinking rewind, about this. Rewind, rewind. So, when he says, you are Peter, I'm not even sure if he's really talking to Simon. You know, Peter, hmm. I'm not sure because Peter is Petros. It means rock. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he's looking at the rock and he's saying this rock. Yeah. I don't know. Just an interesting thing there. Well,
1: the, the, it could be that he's comparing either specifically. Almost
0: like he's saying you're the rock and on you, I'm going to build my church. You know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it could be. I've heard people say before that the word Simon translates to like read that it's something that's not firm. right? So it could be that he's addressing Peter specifically or the whole group of disciples and saying, you're the rock. Yeah. And he's, so he's comparing his disciples to the physical rock behind them. Yeah. You know, and saying, you're the rock. On this rock, <coughs> I'm gonna build my church.
0: Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of the triple entendre, like in Genesis three with the serpent. Yeah, it can it's have like, multiple meanings. Okay, is he, is he talking about Peter himself, or is he talking about this revelation that Peter has said that yeah. he's the Christ? And you know what? Or is it the physical place they're standing? Yeah, uh, it might, might be a
1: little of all three. Maybe. It could I think it? Um, I think it could be. I think dude, it's more Rob than one Skiba. meaning for sure.
0: He talked about this passage and he said, and he, he's a filmmaker and he was like, he's like, I see this like a film in my, in my head. He's like, when, when Jesus looks at Peter and he says, who do you say that I am or who people say I am? Peter, you know, he, he finally speaks up and he's like, well, you're the son of the living God, you know? Yeah. And it's funny that he says the son of the living God. He said, I see it in my mind, like Peter is looking at Jesus. And then he's like looking at the rock, you know, with all the pagan worship and stuff and the evil and the death and Hades. And, yeah. And then he looks back at Jesus and he's like, you're the son of the living God. Yeah. And he contrasts that culture of death with the idea that Jesus has come to bring life. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so dope,
1: bro. And before this, like Jesus says, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jesus says, so he's the God of the living. Yeah. Right. So like there's this association with life, yeah. You know, and we've we've talked about that before. Our dichotomies, right? Sure. You know, life and death, de- uh, darkness and light, yeah. chaos and evil, uh, versus uh, just orderly. really
0: really cool little. And we're yeah. never taught any of this stuff, yeah. man.
1: He's he's standing in a place with all this death and darkness, and he's saying, and it just makes You're it the son of the living. God. It makes
0: it pop out like a freaking 3D yeah. image, man. It's so cool.
1: And it could also be, you know, like you mentioned, they had the little. Um, I forget what they call them, but the little holes for like idols and stuff. Yeah, they're like, in. they
0: look like doorways, like and these
1: overarching doorways yeah, yeah. carved so in. So they, it could also mean, like, he could also be comparing Jesus to that. That like, these are not real. Like these idols don't represent a real, real God Right. Like, yeah. You're the True. living God. Yeah, you're yeah. alive. You know, you're real. Mm. So yeah, there's a lot of depth there. Even the
0: connection to Zeus and Satan in the New Testament. Yeah. So the fact that Zeus is, has his temple here, you know, Pan was a big deal for sure. And, and right we also have Zeus right Zeus. next door. Yep. You know, you can look, yeah, go look it up. They're, they have reconstructions and illustrations of like, this is where the the platforms were for each temple. It's it's dope, man. But yeah, Zeus was his next door neighbor uh, <laughs> there. And he's often uh, connected
1: to Satan. Yeah. And then what about the, the keys to the kingdom and binding and loosing? Oh, yeah. So... What I, what my understanding of this is, we mentioned in the last episode, or when we talked about the afterlife, I think when we talked about the Watchers and Tartarus and all that, and we talked about Sheol, or the the world of, the underworld basically is the realm of Satan, mm-hmm. right? And Or Hades, because yeah. Hades would have been the Greek god. Right. Here. We saw in that parable of the sheep and the goats that he says come into the kingdom prepared for you since the foundation of the earth. Mm -hmm. And then here he says, I give you, and he's talking to the disciples, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And so it it is a symbol that like the kingdom of God is on earth. You know, Mm -hmm. like Jesus, Jesus even said, so this is something that comes up a lot is like, is the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, is it something in the future in the end, in the end times? Mm -hmm. Or is it something now? Yeah. And the answer is it's both. Yeah. Like it's here and it's still coming. Yeah.
0: The church fathers called that the already, not yet. Yeah. It's already here, but it's not yet fulfilled fully. Right,
1: right. So Jesus even said, "If I perform miracles by the power of God, the kingdom has arrived among you." Mm. And He says, uh, "But He, but He teaches the disciples to pray, your kingdom come, yeah. on earth as it yeah. is in heaven.'" So,
0: yeah, we're trying to know. work this thing out here. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, there, so he, the kingdom is here, and the kingdom is coming, and so right. I think that He's connecting that idea. He says, "I give you the king, the keys to the kingdom, mm-hmm. and whatever you bind on earth is will be bound." And then, and then you get eschatological passages like in Revelation where he says um, that he took the keys of death and Hades. Yeah. And those two words are important. They don't mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember we said that the grave is the place where the body rests. right? right? right. People physically die. Yep. But then their spirit goes to Sheol. Right. And so all through the scripture there's the idea of the harrowing of Hades mm-hmm. or the harrowing of Sheol. Where Christ or God, Yahweh, is not going to leave his righteous ones in Sheol. He is going to uh, go in and basically take dominion and redeem his yeah. people. Yeah. So, Jesus uh, in Revelation, he fulfills that. He has the keys of death in Hades. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that represents physical death and spiritual death, right? Yeah. And so I, I think that all that's looped in here. The well, keys to the it was of all, heaven. It
0: was all warfare. You know, the the passage that escapes my mind right now, the reference, but where it talks about he put all the powers to open shame, triumphing back with all of the, the people that were in hell coming out of there and making them look stupid. Because they had no idea that was going to happen. No. Nope.
1: <laughs> and then the, the idea of binding and loosing, well, with, again, with the historical context of Genesis 6 and Caesarea yeah. of Philippi and Pan, yeah. worshiping Pan. Right. He's basically saying, if you allow this, it's going to be allowed. And if you don't, Yeah, so what are the keys to the
0: kingdom? Like, it, yeah. it's, he's saying, I'm giving you authority. Like, now that you have the truth and you know what the plan is, you know the key. I've established the kingdom. Yeah. Now you just need to go and declare it. Yeah, that the kingdom is here.
1: Decree and declare, Josh.
0: Yeah, dude, like (laughs) he's like, yeah, I'm the king. The kingdom's here. But you need to go tell everybody to to throw away their false gods. And, you know, you're not you're not a slave to them anymore. Yeah.
1: But think about the story about the spirits that are bound in prison. prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In prison. And the idea that, you know, Mount Hermon was this place of rebellion, Mm -hmm. of transgression. And so I I think that some of that comes in. We didn't do this. This was one of the things I wanted to do, recapping Enoch, but I had a whole segment called Honorable Mentions that we were going to talk about. (laughs) You've been talking about this Honorable Mentions thing. I
0: I do get to mention my Honorable Mentions. I didn't get to mention them.
1: But Jude quotes Enoch. Peter references Enoch with the chains of gloomy darkness and all that, Tartarus and all that. Yep. But there are several other passages in the New Testament that scholars and people will say it's possible they were getting an idea from Enoch. Yeah, they were so like, allu- alluding like to. Like John 3, where Jesus says, no one has ascended into heaven but the Son of Man. Right, right. He could have been getting that idea from Enoch. Yeah, From definitely. the book of Enoch, because sure. he's the Son of Man right. in that story. But one of the ideas was Paul saying, uh, don't you know you'll judge angels? Yeah. Where would Paul get that idea? Yeah, that's not in the old testament. Yeah. Not that he, I know of. <laughs> he gets that from this story about the watchers being bound in prison and humans being set on thrones in, in heaven, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says, One day you're gonna judge angels. Those he's talking about rebellious spirits, rebellious yeah. angels. Oh yeah. So I think that's connected that's part to this of the idea keys. too. Yeah, it's yeah. authority. Yeah. 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 I think that he's saying whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. He's saying that Paul even says that we are the the ambassadors of Christ, right? so we carry that authority on the earth now. And if you think about the temple, like we've talked about portals a couple of times. So, um Eden was God's house. That's where heaven met earth. That's where God walked among humans. And in the Old Testament, it was the temple. God was in the God was in the holy place, and the priest was allowed in there, yep. and that was in the in Israel. Yep. So Israel lived in God's presence. Well, now in the New Testament, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, mm-hmm. is the temple. Yep. So you have to think of yourself as a portal almost. Yeah. Like wherever you are, the kingdom of heaven is supposed to be touching earth. Yeah. Okay. And so I think I think all of that is in this keys idea. Sure. Whatever yeah. you bind in heaven, yeah, It's loose not heaven, it's not a Bob Larson
0: Exorcist passage that's talking about yeah. oh you can bind a demon you know of alcohol off of your life if you just bind it. Yeah. But yet somebody keeps
1: letting it loose. <laughs> and that's again that's again why at the beginning of this podcast no, we bind
0: we, Satan and we bind the devil and
1: Yeah. I don't understand who you keeps know what's letting funny about it loose though. Is, <laughs> again, going back to the book of Jude, he tells yeah. a story in there about how the false teachers mocked things they didn't understand. Mm. And he says even Michael, when arguing with Satan over the body of Moses, yeah. did not dare uh blaspheme or whatever but he says the lord rebuke you. Yeah. So like even Michael an archangel yeah, he would understood. not curse Satan. Yeah. You know? This is not my <laughs> my role to do that. Yeah, this. he says the lord rebuke <laughs> you, which that's a whole that's another uh, topic. That, yeah. Um the and the we're not saying that, you know, the people that believe Moses. that that
0: binding and loosing is like taking hold of evil spirits I think or, that there's
1: or like, that there is some truth to that, but it gets kind of taken out of proportion. Yeah, I taken think out of control. I think they grab it and run very far, very fast. (laughs) Yeah. So, but it it is this idea that he's saying you represent the kingdom on earth, you know? And so what um, do you think
0: about the portal or the doorway or the rift that was in Eden that God put the cherubim to guard, you know, not to get back into eternal life, lest they reach out and get the tree, you know, of life, Mm -hmm. that obstruction is now unlocked with these keys. Yeah, that eternal life now is Now that unlocked. we have eternal life, we can unlock or, that or gate.
1: the fact that, that that place, Eden, represented the home of the gods, right. or Yahweh's presence. Yeah. If you release Yahweh's presence on earth, but yeah, the idea that like, you have access now, yeah. you represent the kingdom
0: on earth. And we can go and explain the gospel to someone and release with the authority that we've been given by Christ, we can release that everlasting life for yeah. someone else to accept. Yeah. And receive. It's true, true, man. Raw keys, bro. It's good stuff, bro. Hallelujah. Man, I want to keep going. Oh, we got one more point. Dude, the Mount of Transfiguration. What mountain was that on? Well, logically, <laughs> it was Mount Tabor. <laughs> 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 no, it
1: had to have been Mount Hermon, right? It had to have That's been because they were in that standing. area.
0: I love how the, uh, Heiser is like,
1: the only mountain in the area is Mount Hermon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's like, it has to be that's, Hermon.
1: That's literally where they're standing. They're standing at the Grotto of Pan. And if the, if you pick your head up a little bit, yeah. that's Mount Hermon. You see So, yeah, if you look past the rock, there's the mountain. So that's um, another reason why the, the Transfiguration story seems so mystical to us, but... He was basically raising a flag. He was declaring oh, war because yeah. he oh, was saying, "This is where the angels transgressed. This is where humans yeah, rebelled." Yeah, yeah. And he's saying, "I'm gonna reverse it." Mm-hmm. Actually, that's Michael Heiser's book, right? Reversing. Yeah, reversing Hermon. Hermon yeah. <laughs> but he, the Mount of Transfiguration, is where Jesus is being a human mm-hmm. appeared to take on a divine body. So it. You know, and he's saying, men are going to be redeemed now. I'm reversing this this curse here. Yeah, you know? his
0: glory as the son of God definitely shone at this moment. Yeah. And the
1: disciples saw it. And uh, the fact that, so there's Elijah again. That was what I was going to say, that the mention of Elijah was significant because he represents the prophets. Moses appeared. Yeah, he represents the Yeah, so they the both show up. How did they get there? <laughs> yeah. Well, where like, where are they? Their spirits have to be alive somewhere for right, them to show yeah. up, right?
0: And so now they're showing up in the physical world yeah. through maybe the portal on Mount Hermon, yeah. maybe? Maybe
1: the barrier is doorway, the rift is there.
0: The veil is thin in that area, and they just step through.
1: Yeah. I told Josh, it's kind of like, this might not be a good example, but in Stranger Things, when, oh, yeah. uh, the thing is trying to come through the wall in and Ryder's house. Yeah, yeah. It's like the barrier was very thin there. Yeah, the there.
0: Demogorgon was pushing through the yeah. wall,
1: all trying to get in so yeah. that's essentially how portals work and there's there's places on earth where the barrier is very thin yep, and that's yep, I think th- so the top of Mount Hermon might be one of them Yep. there's another interesting parallel here that's between that Christ thing and the Transfiguration story is when Peter says uh, or when he says that he's gonna have to die and Peter says uh don't you know don't say such things I think with that historical context the idea that that's where spirits went the the gate of Hades mm was in that cave. Yeah, death. Right? And so they believed that spirits could go in and out of that cave. And uh, so Peter... Like, again, it, it adds context to why Peter wouldn't want Jesus to talk about that, because he's saying, Jesus, it, don't say that. You yeah. can't go down there. You're the that's king. That's not for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're the king. You're holy. Yeah. Like, it, that's not a place that you should go. Yeah. And, and, and basically, like, in his mind, that was impossible. It, it's almost like it would have corrupted Jesus in his mind for him to be down there. Yeah. 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 And then there's the association that, like, they did believe that heroes could come back up mm. and basically possess or they had to uh, fight their way through people. the
0: through the bottom level of hades and yeah. get through and <laughs> yeah so
1: so peter may have had this idea that like it is possible for a spirit to come back through there but it's extremely mm. difficult and jesus is going to have to fight his way back yeah. and jesus is saying you're seeing things from a human and point you, of view. you see
0: that you see that storyline teased out even in hollywood and in movies and stuff like percy jackson i mean if you've seen yeah. that but like so his mom gets kidnapped and sent to the underworld, and he has to go and get her. Yeah. And he has to fight his way through. He saw. I think he starts out with the Minotaur. He
1: has to kill the Minotaur, yep. and then he fights his way through Hades to get his mom back. Well, I think of the the ending of the Hercules cartoon too, yeah. where Meg, he goes to rescue his girlfriend, and her spirit is like going down the toilet bowl, like the, <laughs> the toilet bowl in Hell, <laughs> and he has to dive in and get her, and he has to like swim back out. Swim back out. I just think it. that like that's probably what Peter was thinking. Yeah. And he was like, "Don't say that. You can't go down there. Mm. That you should not go there. Yeah, you can't." Yeah. And Jesus saying, you're seeing well, things we from a human point of view. We think, okay, he's going to die. Okay, yeah, death. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, we know what death is. Yeah. But to them, death was a, a whole different thing than we think of death. You know, we think of death as like, oh, yeah, okay, our body's dead. And, you know, we put it in a grave and, you know, it's forgotten about.
1: No, not to them. Like, yeah. that was the start of a whole new thing. <laughs> yeah. So the idea that the transfiguration was on Mount Hermon is just... So cool. Now, do you think?
0: Now, I believe after this event of the transfiguration, he shows his glory. Disciples really, truly see it. Now, what is it like? A week later, he's dead, and, and it says
1: from then, from that point on, he, he started talking about how he would have to die. Well, remember we we said earlier that the temptation story, uh, when Jesus went into wil- into the wilderness yeah. and fasted, that the devil was probing for information. Oh yeah, yeah. When he when he went up Mount Hermon and had this transfiguration scene, it would have been very clear to everybody in heaven i'm not talking humans i'm talking elohim yeah they would have known like oh no yeah <laughs> Some, this is oh, not he's good. declaring
0: war against us yeah exactly oh,
1: he's our target yeah for sure yep this is our territory and i we, think we, they we have a foothold here like the li- like,
0: like the lizard people they possessed and uh <laughs> the lizard people, and we're having a serious moment Josh. right yeah yeah <laughs> well the the idea of them, by proxy, using the Roman Empire to kill him, yeah. uh, using governments and laws and and all these types of courts and you know judges and all this stuff that he had to go through. Yeah, They're like we're gonna kill so this they, dude.
1: The only thing we can do is we gotta kill him. We gotta take
0: this dude out. Something ain't right. And you bet that they were all sitting there watching every single thing that Jesus did. Yeah, especially after his baptism when God audibly spoke and said, "This is my son," and then you see the devil like. Uh wait, if you're truly the son of God,
1: you know, he is trying to get that info. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. He knew right then. And then right after that is he cast another spirit out of, out of the little boy. That's when he says, this kind of only comes out by prayer and fasting, I think. Or he says... uh yeah, oh, faithless generation. How long am I to be with you? Mm. And the disciple says, Why couldn't we cast this one out? And he says, If you have faith like a mustard seed, <laughs> this is this is what I wanted to point out. Right. He says, uh, They said, Why couldn't we cast that spirit out? And he says, Because of your little faith. It means they have faith that's immature. Right. 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 They have doubts. Right. It's still a seed. Because some people people want to say like, If you pray for something and it doesn't happen, like, Oh, why did so and so die after I prayed for them, or why didn't I get healed, or why didn't yeah. I get this raised, this you right, know whatever? Right, right. Why did this happen? People say, "Well, it's it's because you don't have enough faith." Yeah, I, I would fault. argue. I would argue that's that's a dangerous um, that, way to, to that teach. That is a so.
0: horrendous thing to say to someone.
1: Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. Like everything that even.
0: You, yeah, I mean that's 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 like sp- almost abusive. I mean, even to in parallels,
1: like in parallels of this story, I'm gonna I'm gonna look. I think it's Mark chapter nine. This is the same story. So the transfiguration happens. He comes down. There's this boy, and uh, the father says, <clears throat> "This has happened since he was a child. Mm. It cast him into the fire and water to destroy him. Oh, but yeah, yeah. if you can do anything, have compassion, and help us." And he says, "What do you mean? If I can, all things are possible for those who believe." <laughs> He's
0: like, bro, what do you mean? What I you can? mean?
1: <laughs> and the father's the father of the child cried out and said, "I believe. Help my unbelief." Yeah. So I think I exactly. think that's the key. I don't right. think I don't think it's good to tell people like, "Oh, you don't have enough faith." Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you. Faith is like an on-off switch. I believe Jesus is the Messiah. Right. Switch on, you know. Right. But doubt is still a factor. Sure. And so this father th- that brings his child to Jesus says, help my unbelief. Yeah. And I think that that's the process of like, as we trust God more. Right. You know, that we, we see right. his, his works in our lives. And then but, just
0: the basic idea that I don't think we're even, we don't really understand these days as well is like, God is God. Yeah. Like, he's God. We're not. The fact that, like, we pray for something and it doesn't happen, like, that has nothing to do with us. Right. Like, we're just privileged to be able to communicate with God. Yeah. And that He hears our requests, and we make them known. It's not that we're, all right, God, here's my list of things you need to get done for me. It's like, we just make our requests known. Yeah. That's what the New Testament says. It's in his hands. It is a like, hard thing to accept
1: because think about, so the, the Lord's prayer, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Your will be done. Right. And that's, whenever he's Jesus in the garden. Jesus prayed
0: that himself. <laughs> Jesus knows he's
1: about to die in the garden of Gethsemane. And he says. And he did not like he that says, idea. your will be done. Yeah. He was you know? like, I want this cup to pass. He said, yeah, that, that's he's exactly. Like, I don't he want he this. voices his, his grief to his the Lord. His
0: humanity was like, dude, I don't want this. This yeah. is
1: going to be terrible. But then he says. But, your but will it's be done. not about
0: what I want yeah. or feel. <laughs> so it's a
1: hard thing to accept. But it's almost right. like when you pray and something doesn't go the way that you you think it should, you have to have faith that God has a better exactly. not, not. I won't say a better plan because sometimes if it's a really if it's a really traumatic event, you know I don't want to downplay anybody's trauma or anything. But the idea that um, if God allows something good or bad to happen, then He's got a reason for it. Yeah. Like God is playing the long game. Exactly, that's what the Book of Job's about. Right, you know. And so, um, and actually, when you pray something and it doesn't happen, but you still are
0: in the same position, you're like, "God, I trust you. You're, you're faithful." You have more faith, yeah, to say that, yeah. Then I think someone else that would be like, "Oh, I didn't have enough faith." Uh,
1: yeah. No, you have more faith that you put your trust in, in God and not yeah. what you want or I mean, feel. It, in those moments, it's help my unbelief. You know, like yeah. if something something hard happens, well, help my unbelief, Lord. Right. But I mean, that's that's what we were talking about earlier. If you go through an, uh, some event like that, or something doesn't work out the way that you thought it should, mm. are the only thing we're supposed to be concerned about—seek first the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, I understand going through grief and going through like oh, there's yeah, a man. there's a there's a process to those things. Definitely, but at some point you have to refocus and go. You know what? Ultimately, it's about the kingdom. Yep. God's playing a long game here. I'm on His team, and so I'm gonna yep. go. I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do on earth. And we don't, you know?
0: we don't have to know every single little. We want to know every single little detail yeah. and why this and why that, but that's God's stuff.
1: Yep. So that's, um, yeah, man, that's good. And then again, after Jesus cast that spirit out, he, he foretells his death and resurrection again. So like that is the turning point in his ministry. You know, and so can you um, imagine
0: how the disciples felt? They bring him to this place. He says what he says. He does what he does, and then he's like, "I'm gonna die." And they're like, "What?"
1: Well, speaking, this of, is speaking not, of trauma and stuff, think about this how is they not felt the way it's supposed
0: to be, Jesus. He was
1: the guy that was supposed to defeat. the <laughs> you Romans. You don't understand,
0: Jesus. You're yeah. not
1: doing it right. <laughs> yeah, they were. He was supposed to lead them in war against Rome. <laughs> yeah, and they against were to overthrow and the Rom-
0: and, and that's so. It's so funny. It's like us now. They see the present Roman Empire. That's the threat. That has. Yeah, it's a threat, but it's so beyond that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just a physical, present threat. Like, it was this monumental, universal, timeless thing that's happening. Yeah. And like, they just see what's right in front of them, you know?
1: Yeah. Gosh, and we do that so and that's much. That's what he now. tells Peter. You see things only from yeah, a human point like, of view. He's
0: like, get behind me, Satan.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Look, uh, we've talked about a lot today. I think we actually covered everything we meant to cover about Mount Hermon, so I feel accomplished in that. All right, well, you guys know the story. Go follow us on Instagram at BehindTheCurtainPC. Send us messages on Instagram. We love hearing from you guys. Share the podcast with your friends. Give us a review, you know, some stars and some good words or something. Send us money. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we don't have a system for that yet, so we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Josh and I are coming up with some cool ideas. No, you though, know what's so. more
0: valuable than any of that stuff is just messages from you guys saying, hey, we're listening to the podcast and we like it. Yeah. Or like, dude, the one message we got last week that was like, man, it's totally changed the way I read the Bible and the way I think about my faith. And it's like, dude, that is like the best thing we could ever get.
1: Yeah. And I loved last week answering, like we spent the whole episode answering questions. It was dope. I loved and it. And I, I, that's the kind of thing that like I like because it challenges me to go study more, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I... I get to seek the Lord and learn, and and right. But it also makes me feel like I'm helping people. Like somebody's listening and yeah. asks well, asks they, a question. Well, they had, they take
0: the time to send us questions, yeah. a list of questions. We should take the time to, uh,
1: to try and answer those questions. Yeah. So I love it. Send in whatever you can send in stuff about Freemasons if you want. Apparently, <sighs> we'll talk about anything. We'll on this take thirty three
0: questions on the Freemasons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, maybe our thirty third episode. Dude, needs our thirty third uh, episode
0: we could break down masonry. Yeah. You know, this is thirteen, I think. Uh oh. And it's Friday. (gasps) Wait, really? Whoa. We are recording this on a Friday. Wait, okay. Yeah, this is yeah
1: Friday. It's not Friday the 13th. I was like, wait a minute. We're past Friday the 13th. (laughs) This is the 23rd. (laughs) And on that note, we'll be going. Thanks Uh, for joining us, everybody.